As Fuck will be a podcast dedicated to discussing topics that primarily affect the Black community. As Fuck was created to shed light on issues that plague our community, but also promote Black excellence and create a platform for folks who identify as Black to share their stories, life tips, and important information we need. While the hope is to change our listeners' way of thinking, our main goal is to provide thought-provoking conversations for friend groups and bring awareness. My name is Chansey. And my name is Charles. And you're listening to As Fuck The Podcast. That's racist as fuck. That's homophobic as fuck. That's black as fuck. That's crazy as fuck. That's wild as fuck. She was depressed as fuck. That's stupid as fuck. She broke as fuck. That's silly as fuck. That's far as fuck. That's hot as fuck. This is stressful as fuck. Hello, my good friend. What's the tea? How are you? I'm good. You know, a little tired, but that's only because this week was, you know, a little rough, but right. we're making it through. How are you? I'm good. I'm really tired, too. Um, not from bad reasonings, but, um, you know. <laughs> You tied. <laughs> what you went running? Oh, oh, well, I, I would say it's a sport. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are you alluding to? Uh, whatever, whatever, whatever you think I'm alluding to. Oh, I mean, mm-hmm. let the mind run. Like, mm-hmm. let the let the imagination run. Let wild, the imagination honey. run wild. That's what I mean, I'm here to do. Honey, yes. <laughs> 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 no, but that's good. I mean, you know, at least you tired from something that you wanted to be tired from, you know? Exactly. That's exactly. good, you know? Yeah. yeah. Okay. What's going on? I mean, nothing. You know, we we here to, to, to record again, to talk again. You know, I always enjoy our moments. Like, yeah. this is just like another way of us just it's like a phone call like a regular Mm -hmm. phone call for us so like i'm always good like even like whatever goes on before i get on here i'm always good when i get on here because it's it's just so refreshing to have my good friend like and to talk about you know these uh powerful topics you know what i mean so i'm just i'm just good i'm you know i'm happy to be here yeah it's been a little bit since we did an episode. I mean, we had really, really had that dope feature the other day, which was amazing. Um, shout out to the Jigsaw Podcast. Yes, shout out, shout outs to them. Yes, that was that was a good night. That was a it fun was. night. It, it was. was a great night. Yeah, and I think that you know it's just so powerful to talk with other like minded people from the same communities. You know mm-hmm. that we share. It's just so amazing to just come together and just. Shed light on some stuff. So yeah, that was a that was a dope night. Uh, I yeah. was so happy. Yeah. Now Josh is was really great people's and I had never got the um chance to interact with um Brian, his good friend, mm-hmm. because when Josh and I did the collaboration back in August, mm-hmm. um, Brian was not a part of the show at that time. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I I had rapport with Josh. I was looking forward. Oh wow, my phone's going off. Goodness wow. gracious, alive! <laughs> <laughs> um, if it ain't know, if it ain't nobody trying to you know drop some money in our pocket for, it's the, really for the podcast, it's don't really bring not. his phone. Don't bring my phone right now, right <laughs> now. Um, but I have rapport. I have rapport with Josh. Um, I knew that. It was going to be a good episode. Mm-hmm. Like I knew it because I, I, I had really good energy with him and good expectations, and so you know I wasn't shocked that the episode went smooth. Um, yeah, and absolutely. I really hope I really hope we get to collab with him again in the future because it was really a good time. Um, but yeah, no, I mean it's just been busy time for all of us. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I had you know. Got some exciting news, which yes. I can't really talk about just yet. Right. Um, you know, wrapping up grad school, which I already talked about before. But, you know, I think the photo shoot finally, like, helped me help it come to life. Yeah. Yeah, I was going, you know, I was going to talk a little bit about that. Like, you know, here we are talking about, you know, professional as fuck. Yeah. And here goes my good, good friend getting that second professional, you know, degree. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just so happy for you. And, and yeah. with that, you know, comes... Uh, bigger and better things. Absolutely. But as as we know, we're not going to talk a little. We're not going to talk about that yet until yet. the time comes. But the time's right. I'm just so proud of you, Chancy. Like, thank you. Getting getting you know, you know, your master's degree and you know, progressing in your career is just is just. I look up to that. I look up to you, and I have been for a oh, while for for a very you. long time. When it, especially when it comes to like your work ethic and your professionalism, like I always looked up to you in that. You know, when I found out you became a resident director, a coordinator, area coordinator, the first time I was like, "That is dope!" Like my friend is really out here traveling, going to different areas, and you Thank know, you, making bro. these engagement pieces yeah. that you know students yearn for. And I think that that is so, like, great and amazing. And yeah. like I said, like professionally, I've been like really looking up to you because I'm like, you know how oh, to, you know you. how to get the girls together when you got to do it professionally. Yeah. And I, I think that is that is beautiful. So yeah, thank you. I mean, yeah. it's 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 definitely taken me a long time to get to that place professionally. And also, I mean, you kind of gave me motivation too because like. You finished before I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and bitch, you are a busy body. A busy um, bitch. Busy you know, bitch. Busy, you, busy bitch. Busy, busy, busy bitch. Busy, busy, busy bitch. Don't you. Okay. That's not the song. <laughs> um, and, you know, I mean, I looked up to you because, like, when you finished, I'm like, oh, my brother has his degree. That's so amazing. Because, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's a shame. And you know, we obviously won't get into the topic. It's a shame how much we give these degrees sometimes. Ooh. To a certain extent. It. To a yeah. certain extent. Like, it's something to be celebrated. It's something that should be amazing because obviously mm-hmm. everyone does not get to go through college once. Some right. people barely make it through the first time. Some people don't go at all. So for yeah. us to be able to get through it twice, that's yeah. and, and for us to be able to put ourselves through college twice, let's talk twice. about that. Like, yes, twice in one lifetime. In one and lifetime. Right, and it's not to say, like, other people are not doing it. Like, you know, I, I don't like to highlight struggle or whatever the case may be, but I, I think that I love to highlight the achievements and, the you know, all of the the goals that you met 
um, in spite of all the stuff that you've been through. You know what I mean? Like, I just think that is just amazing. And even though, like, we have these degrees now, right, I still feel like I have a lot of learning and growing to do. Like, I have a lot of understanding of, you know, the world to go. And, like, I'm just... I'm I'm starting somewhere and I started somewhere and I, no, I hear um, you. I'm I'm just happy that we like you were here to witness that for me and yeah. I'm here to witness that for you. Yeah, and, no. like we're in it together. Like that's yeah. so dope. Yeah, I, I'm so I feel happy you on for that. you. I'm so happy for you and I, I hear you on that because it's like yo, like I'm thinking like okay, what else can I do now? Like I'm done, I'm finished. All right, but what's next? Like what's going on now? And I think it's just like that hunger in me to like just want to keep getting more and more and more. Yeah. But to kind of go back to the point that you made earlier. Mm-hmm. I sometimes get that imposter syndrome, like Ooh, when people yes. say like they look up to me professionally. Like it was just crazy because like I've had because someone else reached out to me this week and she said, "Hey, like I'm interviewing, you know, uh-huh. interviewing for jobs that we had." I said, oh "My goodness, that's great! Congratulations!" She's like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. so like, when are you free? Like, I want to do some uh-huh. interviews with you. Like, I want to run down some stuff with you and everything like that." Yeah. I, it warms my heart to know that people even view me like that mm-hmm. because it's like, damn, like. I just feel like I'm trying to, you know, figure it out on my own. And like, I feel like I'm still learning so much about me. And, you know, so like when I, whenever people say that to me, it's like, oh, like I've really been out here working, but I guess I don't really realize it because Mm -hmm. I don't seize the moment sometimes because it's just kind of just like, go, go, go. Yes. And I'm not really sitting back and saying, you know what, bitch, like you're not doing half bad for yourself at 25, 26 years old. Yeah. You know, I love that you just talked about that because this past week, and I'm I'm gonna try not to get too emotional because this past week I've been feeling like I've been <clears throat> if I feel like if you look up imposter syndrome in the in the you know dictionary, like you will see me there sitting there like with a black hoodie on, just like, uh, like, okay, I don't belong here. You know what I mean? Like I've been feeling that. Like I've been feeling like I don't, I don't belong to, I don't belong, like, I don't belong to this profession or I don't belong to what I'm doing. Like, I don't, I didn't, I didn't like the feeling and like, I'm, I'm tricked up on my words a little bit because I'm just so like, ah, I can't believe I felt like that. Like I didn't deserve to talk about me Uh teaching a course, a college course at that and calling myself a, a, um, a professor. Like I didn't. Mm-hmm. I I didn't do anything to achieve that. Like I've been feeling like that. Like what? Who am I to have these feelings and and say that I'm I'm this and I'm that? And it's right. like my therapist. Right. Uh, thank thank God to my therapist thank and my God friends and everybody therapist. and everybody who's around me who I I can come to and talk to and and they understand. And he kind of broke it down to me. He was like, "Listen, like it is so easier for like black and brown." more so black people to have the imposter syndrome because like you were working in white spaces and things like that. And I was like, do I actually deserve to call myself a professor? And he was like, you're teaching a course, right? I'm like, yeah. yeah. He's like, you are grading papers, right? I'm like, yeah. yeah. You are a professor. You may yeah. not be at, you not may not be a tenure. You know what I mean? Like, you're not mm-hmm. the top. You may not be faculty, yeah. Or you faculty, may not be. Faculty, you, may not be yeah. you know what I mean? People, he was like, you know, saying. But you are teaching a professor. class. Period. And so I had to get up out of that. So I'll talk yeah. about, you know, you know, that that imposter syndrome, like mm-hmm. how you just really talked about it, it just resonated so much with me. Cause I've been feeling that this week. And I'm like, oh, get up, get up out of it. Like I, I feel first you. off, 
you have you you went to school for this. Like, yeah. come on. And yeah. you got you got the certification for it. Go right. Do it. Right. What's wrong with you? I feel that. Mm. I mean, that's that's exactly how I felt last semester when I started teaching. And now I'm teaching again. So I'm teaching two semesters in a row. Yeah, so let's get it. <laughs> so okay, per. And you um, belong there. Per. Um, but it took me a while to feel that way too. And I was like, damn, like I does this feel right? Is this okay? Like is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Yeah. 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 Well, let's but, get into it. Let's get into yeah. it. Let's, let's go. Let's go. Um, <laughs> so today's episode's title professional as fuck. So I guess my first question for you is like, what do you think of when you hear the word professional or professionalism? Um, Professional professionalism. I like to think that people who carry a professionalism are people who literally make sure that their business is seen in a great way. Like from your visuals, your marketing, you know what I mean? To your customer service, to conflict resolution uh, amongst team members. Um, Or if, you know, your clients are not liking certain things, you're not telling them, well, this is just how it is. If you don't like it, take your money somewhere else. You get what I'm saying? Like, just being very, like, open and understanding of the different clientele that you have and just being able to speak to people with, like, manners, you know, offer services and products. Definitely that are Definitely yes. fucking manners. <laughs> that are of quality, like, products and, and, and services that mm-hmm. when... When your clients or your customers come, they leave different. Like, whew, I just bought right. this piece of thing that was a little expensive. However, because the service was so great and this is such a great establishment, I don't even care because it's going to come back to me and I'm going to come back and spend more money. You get what I'm saying? Or oh, this service was so bomb. Like, I felt like a person. Like, I didn't feel like somebody was just trying to take my money from me. You get what I'm saying? Because let's be clear. We, people who start businesses, they started because they need money and they want money, but they also want to offer services and products to people who really need these services and products. You get what I'm saying? So just being very, like, open and and there on the forefront of your business and and not being nasty. You know, some Mm -hmm. people just are so nasty and so entitled. So nasty and so rude. So nasty and so rude. So yeah. But what, <laughs> but what do you think? What what is your definition or like some things that you think about when when you think about professional or professionalism? Pretty much everything you just said. I think the only thing I would add is making sure that you're respectful. Um, but I feel like you kind of might have had sort of iteration of that as well. But I feel like a lot of the times people have to realize but with but being professional and not taking things personal. I think that that is the most important thing when I think of professionalism mm-hmm. and being professional is that you are here to do a job. You are here to to navigate a workplace the best way that you can. You're here to do the job responsibilities. I mean, sometimes in that job position description, they say other duties as a sign. And I know sometimes we sign up for that shit. You know, like a fuck, you know, fucking dumb bitches. And you know but what? When you need the money, you got to sign up for the fucking shit. Money. You need to gotta sign the fucking shit. But I mean, you know, I, I think of that. I think of, you know, making sure that things get done and carried out. But also in terms of not taking things personal, I also want to add that sometimes people kind of forget the humanity in a lot of the things that we do for work. 
Mm, you know, people yes, act yes, like yes, robots yes. sometimes. They kind of act like they don't have any emotions, any feelings, or whatever the case may be. Um, and I know a lot of the times we say, don't take things personal, don't take things personal. Okay, but there's still that humanity piece that's involved in it too, right? So like specifically for the work that we do, student affairs, and you know, we work at these different schools or whatever the case may be. Some of these schools mm-hmm. really treat these students like numbers. And yes. For me, it's just, I'm not going to be like that. Whether I work at a small school, big school, large school, mid-sized school, mm-hmm. you know, I just can't see myself treating these students as numbers because at the end of the day, they pay their money to be here. And so sometimes we just treat them like, oh, you know, this, that, this, and the third, whatever the case may be. And, you know, their opinion doesn't matter. No, this doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. And when you are working in a field, you know, for folks who directly work with people, mm-hmm. when you're directly working with people, you're not working with numbers, you're not working with uh, equations, you know, you're not working with building infrastructures or whatever the case may be. When you're dealing mm-hmm. with people, you have to remember the humanity piece too. People are Absolutely. fucking people. I agree with that. I so, definitely agree with that. So I think of that when I think of professionalism too. And everything that you say, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, some of these bitches just, you know, they just don't get it. <laughs> Some of these bitches just don't got it, honey. I mean, really, honey. (laughs) No, but, like, I totally, totally agree with, like, the last part which you were talking about. Um, um, You know, just understanding that people are not, like, numbers. Like, here at my institution, like, we're student-centered. Like, that's number one thing. So when I think about Mm -hmm. problems that come up or, like, when residents have issues with stuff, I take that very serious, especially if it's, like, dealing with, like, people on my team or just other different things. Like, I take that serious because the school set that standard, right? Right. So I think it's also a standard of the institutions and the schools or wherever you work at, the workplace. Mm -hmm. People get jobs and they be like, yeah, yeah, I got this job. You really need to read everything that they give you, the mission statement, everything that the job is about, because if something comes up, you could cover your butt because you read the things or the descriptions or the manuals or whatever the case may be. Right. Because so now you could really be like, oh, you can combat some stuff if people try to play you out. Like, I think that's really important, too. So, yeah, like, don't just treat people as numbers. Like, nobody want to be treated as just a number. If that was the case, our names wouldn't be named. They would be numbers. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly how I feel about that. I, I couldn't I couldn't think of it any better. Um Charles, do you think professionalism is a social construct that white people created? Uh yeah, I think that it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it is. Um, down from what we wear. Down to mm-hmm. what we wear. Um, who says a suit and tie is professional? And anything else outside of that is not um, is unprofessional. Granted, I think I, I I mean I love a good, you know what I mean, slim fitting suit or what have you or a suit and tie. I don't think that is like a bad thing. But who says that that's the ultimate thing? Like okay, like you need to wear a suit and tie. I think that is also for like you said, like it's just a social construct of. <laughs> what white people created as well. And even down to, like, again, like, going to talking about the the clothes that we wear to interviews. Yeah. Like, th- th- those people can afford suits that much. Like, that right. costs. You right. know what I mean? Like, right. you, y'all know, like, y'all, they got all these suits. Right. That costs 300 plus dollars. Some people trying to get these jobs don't even have that to spend on that. You get what I'm saying? Like, so that, um, the way that you talk, you know, the way that things are done, I feel like again when we talked about this earlier, like we're living in a uh, 
a world that is dominated by men. White men. And white men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they created all of this. Yeah. And anything that doesn't look like a white man or walk like a white man or talk like a white man is created to be against. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I said what I said. And I well, believe it. I mean, it's the truth because when you think about the fact that, like, folks can really be discriminated against in some states still currently for wearing natural hair. The fact that states yeah. actually have to pass laws saying that locks are, like, acceptable in the workplace. Yeah. And the fact that only black people wear locks. Like, and, come on. You know, those, and, and, you know, some of those white folks who wear them. No, nasty, they don't wear locks. They wear dreads. Whatever the, I, whatever the fuck t- they wear is wrong. <laughs> whatever, the, whatever the fuck it's, they be wearing is wrong. Right. Exactly. And, but, and and let's not even talk about let's let's uh, co- hair color right you dye your hair white yeah. people is like cool oh my god that looks so dope oh my gosh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. black folks is so like ghetto unprofessional it's not it's too ethnic you know what I mean like it's not tamed or anything of that nature like but when anybody who's not black and of color do, does it it's kind of like cool. Or hip. Okay. I mean, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah. And it, I think and stuff like that. I remember early on, like, um, when I started getting tattoos, me and my mom always had the conversation, like, don't wear, you know, don't don't get tattoos in a very public area, whatever the case may be, where like it could be shown because tattoos aren't professional. I remember hearing that a lot growing up as a child. Um, that that wasn't professional. Um Sometimes, you know, jobs when, like, they say, oh, your earrings are professional, like, jewelry isn't professional. Like, and I understand, you know, if you're working in food service or whatever the case may be, you know, some of that stuff may not be professional in that in that space because, you know, hello, like, hello, like, you know, the fucking, the fucking jewelry could fall over in the food or something that you're making. You know, depending on whatever the case and be the nature of the work that you do. No, yeah. But, you know, when I just think of so many different things, it's like, yo, like, how much of that stuff actually applies to right. everybody versus how much of that stuff actually applies to black people. Exactly. Exactly. Now, granted, we ain't talking about if somebody, sh- uh, you're like, uh, you could show up to a to an interview uh, or a job that requires a uniform and sweats and a t-shirt and a hat and saying, yeah, I want the job or yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think that that's absurd, but I also feel like there are other ways for people to dress nice and professional without having to have all these like stipulations on what you wear t- to the type of tie, to the color, to the type of shoe, to the type of suit. Like, why are you looking all like that? Like, why are you looking at all that? Because most of these jobs that ask you, a lot of these jobs that ask you to come in like that mm-hmm. don't require you to wear a suit every day. Yeah, they don't. They definitely so don't. So what, what, is, what is, you want to see me in my best? Yeah. Why you want to see me in my Sunday's best? Right. Like, you just need to know I know how to do the job. Mm-hmm. I have the qualifications. Mm-hmm. I have the experience. Mm-hmm. And I have, you know what I mean? I have everything that you're looking for. Hire Absolutely. me. Like, I, I'm I'm going to come in here and I'm going to do what I have to do. Absolutely. But I just think that it's just all, it's just, it's, it's all created to be against us. Now, granted, I know how to work the system, baby. So I'm going to play along with you. I'm going to put that suit and tie on because I need that money. And I'm going to get that money so that I could... Take your money to go and make my own money and set some businesses up and do what I got to do if that's how we going to do it. But don't think that I'm a dummy either. You get what I'm oh, saying? Okay, purr. Purr. No, I feel you. I, I I feel that. I really do. Um, 
you know, it, it's it's really frustrating sometimes too because it's like you know you you want you want these places, you want access to these to these spaces, you want the you want to be in these areas, you want to you know climb the job ladder in your specific field or whatever the case may be. Um, and it's just frustrating sometimes because it's like I feel like some things are really set in place to make things tougher for folks than it needs to be. And and that's just in general. Like, yeah, obviously, you know, I've said on the podcast plenty of times that, you know, systemic racism is real and, you know, that all white people are racist until they kind of, you know... Prove themselves go, wrong. Prove themselves wrong or go through uh, multiple with, with trainings or educate yes. themselves on how to be anti-racist. Mm-hmm. Um, but diversity training. Diversity trainings. But at the same time, you know... I feel like this. I feel like a job is a job. And I feel like, you know, for us to have all of right. these laws, for us to have everything, you know, set in stone for us and all these trainings and everything like that. And the fact that discrimination in the workplace is still a real thing in, in 2021. I mean, sexism, you know, is a thing as well. Transphobia, you know, ableism, ableism. Yeah, ableism ageism, just anything like that. The fact that all of that stuff is still going on like that is just mm-hmm. insane to me. It really is. Yeah. I mean, it. I, we can go on and on and on and on. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I think that we, as and, and, and a lot of times we talk on these episodes and we talk about our experiences as Black and queer or gay men. And we're going to always do that because that is how we have to navigate, period, point blank. And we understand the experiences of other Black people, but like, as a gay black man, it's it's just hard to also navigate too because you have to worry about um, outing yourself in interviews, especially with mm. jobs that you don't understand. Mm. Like if they like understand people like you, you get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, or necessarily like having to kind of reduce yourself a little bit. Mm. To like not look like this big scary black man coming in here, no matter right, or how this tall. aggressive black woman, right? Or yeah. aggressive black woman, or aggressive yeah. black person, however um, you identify as. But you don't want those different things to be to to be a hindrance to why you might get that job or position. Um, and things like that. And so, like, our professionalism is much different. We have so many layers to it that it's just not about us going in and being nice and sitting and talking. We have to address other things that might be a hindrance to that as well. Um, And it's just so sad that we have to, (laughs) like, we have to abide by, you know, what has Mm -hmm. been created as a social construct of what professionalism is by the man. (laughs) We also have to put up a shield on like how we are perceived outside of that as well, because they're again different layers. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, just a lot. no, I, it is a lot, and it made me think of something that I actually just recently went through, and I think I told you about this. Um, actually, you and I had a long conversation about this. Um, so you mentioned a lot in something about black people not being aggressive, um, in mm-hmm. the workplace and everything like that, mm-hmm. or having to make or having to appear like they aren't aggressive because the assumption there is that, um were already aggressive. And I remember um, just literally a couple weeks ago, um, I had to have a really uncomfortable conversation 
with my boss because um she yeah she um she was talking about me oh yeah she was talking about me um she was speaking about me to a, another person um mm-hmm. that worked yeah that worked um not on our direct staff but that works mm-hmm. very closely with us she was talking about me to that person and someone else was happened to be in the room or the space at that time and overheard her. Mm. And so they brought it back to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in that, in that moment, I was just like really taken back because, you know, and my boss is white. I'm actually okay, the Okay, because that was going to be my question. Yeah, my boss is white. Um, I mean, but her, we do work in a predominantly white um, field. Um, I guess department or or yeah, yeah um, we do. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. not surprised. And yeah, um until I want to say July of this past year, mm-hmm. there were only there was only one black person in my whole entire division. And mm-hmm. there's about yeah, and there there is a lot of us in my division. There is Ooh. maybe like 20 of us or like 20ish of us, like between mm-hmm. 20 and 30 of us. So there's a lot of us in my division and um mm-hmm. I'm the only person of color. Um, the only That's person so I was daunting. Yeah, I was the only I was the only person of color up until literally just this past summer. Um, and it's so and it sucks because um the person that the other person who was hired that is of color, she's an um you know she's a black woman. Her and mm-hmm. I don't really get to interact as much as we want to, and I don't think mm-hmm. it's because we don't want to. I just think it's because. There's just, you know, the pandemic and there's just so much mm-hmm. else going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't really get to see her as much. But I was really conflicted because I didn't know how to address this, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, like she is talking about me. She's saying this about me. She's saying that about me. Um, but at the same time, it's like, how do I approach this? Because mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I do it in a sound mind because I know that I could go zero to 100 real fucking real quick. Yep. And I want to make sure that I do this in a, in a, in a manner that is conducive for me. Yes. And that is, you know, that, that is good for me. Like I, yeah. I want to make sure that I do this for me, you know? And you got to save, you got to, like, you, yeah, you basically got to save your ass. Mm-hmm. One, you got to be able to address it professionally where it wouldn't hinder your future endeavors going to another department or going mm-hmm. to another institution mm-hmm. and having to use, you know, people in this department as, you know, a reference if you ha- if you needed that, right? Exactly. It's, it's just a way of being able to say, hey, I know that this is what's been talked about. Let exactly. me address this. Let's talk exactly. about it and let's do this. At you the end of the day, it. I'm probably going to still feel how I feel and say what I got to say behind the closed doors. Mm-hmm. But in your face, I'm going to make sure that you, mm-hmm. this is professional so that when you put it on your records, you have mm-hmm. no reason of saying that I came to you in a nasty manner. In a nasty like, manner. Like, you just got to be able to read the girls professionally. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, yeah. I, I feel you. 100%. Yeah. Go ahead. And, but, mm-hmm. but I had to say something because it was bothering me so much. Um, so I went to her boss. And not to snitch on her per se, but like... I kind of just needed assistance with like how I should approach this and not for nothing. But even when I went to him about how I felt, he was just very like, well, I think you should talk to her. And it was like, 
I understand that I should talk to her and I understand that you, you might not want to necessarily get in the middle of this and I respect this, mm-hmm. but like what she also said about me was very inappropriate and mm-hmm. I guess I just wasn't getting the response that I thought I wanted or deserved in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, they have, they have, they have years of experience together. They've been working together for years. Right. You know, he's been at the university for 20 years. She's been at the university for over 10 years. Mm. You know, they've been working together for a very long time. And it's not that mm. they're the closest. They're not. But I think he might have a better understanding of who the fuck she is mm-hmm. versus me. But also at the same time, like, I won't say I keep my head down and do my work, but I like to really keep professionalism at, at an expect. Like, we can talk. We can be friendly. Um, but one thing that I had to learn the hard way is that a lot of the people that you work with are not your friends. No, and, they're not. And it's, and, oh my God. I they're can't, not. Oh. So, so anyway, you know, he encouraged me to talk to her. We don't get into that. He encouraged mm-hmm. me to talk to her and I did. And pretty much I just said, you know, this was brought back to me. And she's like, well, you know, well, who said that? And in that moment, it was like, your only concern is who said, who she told said me, that, right? who told me, but your concern isn't, you know what, Chancey, I did say that. Mm-hmm. You know what, Chancey, like, like it was very like, you know, just like, mm, like not taking accountability, you know? And, and then mm-hmm. when I told her how it was brought back to me, she kind of got frustrated. She's like, well, we have conversations like that all the time. And I, I kind of almost want to say something. You almost kind of want to say something to the person who brought it back to me, but you don't want to take accountability for what you said? Right. That's crazy. Like, we have conversations like that all the time, which means you just told them. See, people tell on themselves. They do. I mean, you don't never have to, you don't never Mm -hmm. have to really try to fish it out people because they're going to tell on themselves. They're going to tell on themselves. She basically told Mm -hmm. that she has conversations that are inappropriate all the time. Mm -hmm. All the time. With with Mm -hmm. other staff members. And, and in the conversation, she said, you know, I know I'm probably not your favorite person. And you know, a bitch like me, I just sat there quiet. Mm-hmm. Because you saying you feel like I'm not your favorite person, you can feel that way. I'm not going to confirm or deny it, though. Because right. in that moment, we're not talking about me. Right. In this moment, we weren't talking about the fact that you caught me talking about you. We're talking about the fact that someone brought back to me that you were being unprofessional. Right. And... For me, it was just like, mm, okay. So, you know, she was like, well, you know, I apologize if this affected you negatively and everything like that. And, you know, she kind of like, she was kind of tongue twisted a little bit, mm-hmm. which was really like a shock to me because she mm-hmm. she talked a lot of shit, to be honest. Oh, she wanted them. You old so, potty, potty mouth bitch. Potty mouth oh, bitch. T- oh, toilet mouth bitch. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And, so, <laughs> and so, you know, when... I, you know, when I, uh, when I confronted her about it, I was just really shocked because I was kind of expecting her to say more and she didn't. And I was expecting her to just be a little bit more accountable in that moment. And she wasn't. And I was just like, Hmm, okay. Duly noted. So like you say a lot, you do a lot behind closed doors but when it's brought to you, it's like you shrivel up, you kind of bite your tongue, tongue twisted. You know, you don't really know what to say, you know, all of that. And I'm just like, mm, OK, I see you. I pulled your card. I see so, you, girl. I see where you mm, I see where your weakness is, honey, mm, and ever where since your challenges then, are. Okay. Mm, ever since then, it's just like, eh, OK. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it sucks that it has to be like that or it had to be like that. Um, And I, I'm... 
I am sorry that you had to endure that or experience that, especially as someone who works hard and goes fucking hard for what they got to do, right? Or for the people uh, that they, you know, trying to ensure safety for. Like, I know your work ethic and I know who you are. Um, And I just feel like people like her get away with stuff like that because they've been at an institution for so long. And this is not the first time that, this has come up or has been brought about. Like, tr- I'm, I know it for a fact because people like that get caught in their shit all the time. So that's that. And it's crazy because, like, you kind of, you know, similar talk about what happened to me earlier in these few weeks. And, and it wasn't with, like, uh, you know, um, my direct supervisor or anything, but it was with a coworker who uh, shared the same, you know, title as I do or whatever the case may be and has been here for, mm-hmm. you know, a little longer than what I have, but right, not right, right. very, very long. But, like, they've been here for, like, over a year and some change. And, like, they happen to be, you know, a, a Black person. And, like, we had this interaction and it was amongst our like white coworkers and we were the only two black people in the meeting and mm. I didn't like that interaction. I didn't like what was said. And so I addressed it and I thought that I was able to address it because mm-hmm. there are not many people who look like us that are in this department. Like yes. we are basically who we we are who we are all we got. Like granted, yeah, we are here to do our separate jobs and separate working, you know, mm-hmm. we can't really fully hold each other accountable for stuff. But like, right. I would expect right. that. We, we, we're we planning trips together. We're planning all these different things and all these fun things. But me as, one, me as somebody who's your coworker coming to you, and then second, me as somebody who looks like you and you understand mm-hmm. me, I would think that, again, right. you understand right. where I'm coming from. And I right. don't, and I try to use a tone that is not perceived as negative, even throughout text. Hence why sometimes I don't even like texting. I will call you quickly. What's up? Let's talk. Yeah, because things you know get misconstrued during text. It, it does. But the thing is, when you know people, or if you've seen people re- like get people together just because they thrive off that, in person, you already know how they come in in text messages. You get what I'm saying? So I basically brought it to his attention that I didn't like something, and... There was no accountability. It was basically like, well, I said that same thing to somebody else to the meeting that you were late to, like trying to point me out with different things or whatever the case may be. And I was just like, oh, wait, hold on. I'm just simply telling you I didn't like what was said to me. I don't care right. about who you said that to before. They could and take see, that, I don't, I'm not taking that. I don't so, like that. And I don't like when people do that in those moments because if you have an issue with something, like don't wait until I'm addressing you about something that you did that offended me negatively. Right. Um, to deflect off off of what you did and how I'm feeling, like don't right, deflect. like come on, we could talk about that later on. Like right now, when I'm I'm bringing to your attention is something different. That conversation didn't go well. It led into like you know me calling this person and speaking with this person to like me actually going off blah 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 saying what I gotta say and you have a good day with a boop 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 at the end. You get what I'm saying? And I didn't want it to end like that. And so like. What I realized throughout being here is that you see groups of people who rock with each other. Mm -hmm. You see people who hang with each other. And you notice that, right? Mm -hmm. That's very, like, noticeable when people are click tight, whatever Mm -hmm. this may be. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I just was too afraid. Not afraid, but I was just, I was like, had to think, like, the person who I got into it with is kind of 
close to my supervisor from what I see. So it's kind of like I bring this to my supervisor. Is it going to be like, oh, well, that's just how this person is. Or, uh, you know what I mean? Not really fully taking, like, trying to, like, just trying to negate that. Mm-hmm. What what my experience was by mm-hmm. saying like this person is this way or what you, you know what I mean like what you want to do about this or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. and like I, I I was like I hope that this doesn't go this way because a bitch like me I'm gonna go to your supervisor now I'm gonna go to my if I feel like we have this conversation and it doesn't go well with you I'm going above your head because I was okay. not trying to go above your head but I'm gonna go okay. and chain the command because that's how you do that's how you cover your tracks too so you right. don't get nobody upset I'm gonna go to my direct supervisor Shh, they can't help me I'm gonna go right. to the next person they can't help me I'm gonna go to the next person somebody gonna hear my mouth big Someone or small gonna hear it. somebody gonna hear it regardless if you feel it was big or small because why if you feel like it was small and I brought it to your attention and it was big for me and you take it with a grain of salt, it shows me how this department is, one. Two, it shows me that you don't really take into account what I'm feeling and because it wasn't that big to you, it's not an issue. I'm going to turn this place upside down before I leave and I'm going to do it professionally and y'all going to be like, damn, we are not going to hire nobody black with a with a, with a a terminal degree that mm-hmm. know they stuff mm-hmm. and demand respect. We're going to hire people who look like us because the mugs coming in here Mm-hmm. We can't treat them a certain way mm-hmm. because or they get smarter. Don't know worth. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. honey. I'm not him. I'm not him. Sorry. You know what's so sad though? Like, and it, it hurts different when it comes to people who you look like in the workplace. Absolutely, it really does. It, it, really does. it, really it bothered does. me. It really Espe- did. Especially when you're already in a workplace as it's not predominantly black. It, it definitely yeah. hurts. I'm not saying we have to be the best of friends, but I've said this Absolutely. on the podcast before plenty of times. Like, there's nothing for us to. To be res- as black people to one another, to be respectful to each other, That's to not try to you know malign someone or you know take food off someone's plate, clothes off their back, you know anything along those lines where it just it gets like that. It's like damn, like did it ever? Does it really have to be like that? Like do you right. really? It was never that deep, you know. It wasn't. And so I hate that that happened to you because. It's like, you know, all, I mean, all skin folk ain't kin folk, and we do know that. But mm-hmm. in places where, like, I'm already, like, where it's already tough to, to be who I am. Mm-hmm. Not tough, per se, but not super comfortable either. Not super comfortable, yeah. It's you a know? little challenge. You know? It's a little challenging. When you can't authentically just be you in your workplace as it is, and you already have people who you think that you have commonalities with, and they're just like, oh, nah, nigga, we ain't got shit in common. Like, I ain't here for all that. And, <laughs> nah, for real, for real. And I get it. Like, it's a check, right? Like like mm-hmm. we said earlier, it's a check. You know, sometimes when you are, you're working and, you know, you, you go to work and everything like that, you're not really looking for friends. You know, you're not really mm-hmm. looking to bond with people. And I get that. I respect that. But the same mm-hmm. way that you're not looking to bond with people and everything like that is the same way that you don't have to go out of your way to make something more harder for a person who looks like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody who does that, it's just like, wow. Like, ugh. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like I said... I I don't want anybody to feel that because I think of you and me as like like brothers. You get what I'm saying? Like social, like you know, we we brothers. And and when I say that, you know, like I'm talking about like our skin complexion, who we you know who we are, the community. You know what I mean? Like you you black, I'm black. We brothers. Period. I don't think that we have to be again like best friends. We don't have to be you know, so tight and so, like, here with each other, like, but respect, at least, and and holding each other down, at least, a little bit. 
and not making nobody feel like, oh, well, I said what I say and I, I ain't apologizing for it and I don't care. And this is me and this is how I am. This is how I got uh, through with the white folks. This is how I make it through with the black folks. No, you got me t- chopped. I'm going to challenge you every time. I'm going to challenge you t- every time until you get tired. Until you get tired. Because it's just no way. Why? Like, and there's nothing wrong with challenging people in the workplace either or questioning stuff in the workplace. Um, and it, it's so sad that as soon as, you know, someone who might look like us questions something or whatever the case may be or has a question about something is viewed maybe as us being difficult or us, you know, not wanting to be a team player or whatever the case may be. When it's just like, you know what, like I just like I legit have questions. I legit don't understand this. I legit need you to explain this to me or to break it down for me because there's a disconnect. And so I just, you know, I want to know what's going, you know, can you tell me more about that? White people hate explaining themselves. They really do. And and, and what I'm learning too is black people <laughs> do. Uh, we love, uh, we, we love. We don't like explaining explain. ourselves either, but. We don't, yeah, especially to other black people. I'm it's not different explaining for myself us. to you, honey. Uh-uh. It's different for us though. When, like white people don't like explaining themselves or explaining things because they feel like some, but not all white people feel this way, but some white people who have not done the work out there, they feel like, why should I have to explain myself what I say as goals, especially white people in positions of power. And those are the white people that don't understand their privilege. Whereas to the black people, we don't like explaining ourselves sometimes because we don't want to waste our time on someone who's not going to get it. We don't want to waste our time speaking to someone. Yeah, yeah, people. We don't want to waste our time speaking to someone if we feel like they're not genuinely going to actually try and hear us out and try and recognize issues that are happening. Like, Mm -hmm. why waste my time if you're not going to do anything about it? Right. Exactly. Hmm. And that's that was okay. Hit that. Hit that bitch with a hmm. That was a ma. Hmm. It sure was. But like, no. Like, I I just, I, I, I don't know. And, you know, since we, you know, we're talking about, like, you know, white people not really liking to explain themselves and the way in which we communicate, like, like... They don't. Listen, ask ask a white person a position who is in a position of power that does not have a clear understanding of diversity, equity, inclusion, okay, and and equality. Ask them Mm -hmm. and who are are anti-racist, and they're not anti-racist, right? They're not. Mm-hmm. Ask a white person who has not done the work, who is not woke, who has not really tried to do the best that they can to unlearn biases that are placed within their community from early on, especially depending on the type of community that they were raised in. Right. Because let's be clear, the only type of black, the only type of white people sometimes who truly understand the black people are the ones who are raised in the areas such as us. But then you do mm-hmm. have those white people out there who actually are educated and, you know, we're taught growing up to celebrate differences and stuff like that. Like, ex, just think about it. Think of the person that you can think of like, and, and really see if they really like explain themselves after they've already given directions about something or if they like answering the questions why. I, I can't think of one who, who really sat here and did not get somewhat flustered you or frustrated that is because so they haven't done the right. They haven't done the work. You're right. You're right. I can I, I mean, honey, I, I don't, I don't, I don't. Now I my woke call. ones, right. My woke ones, my ones who are anti-racist, my ones who call out racism, my ones who stand up for, you know, black rights, trans rights, gay rights. Um, you know, immigration rights, those type of people, the people who stand up for what they truly believe in, those type of people, they don't have a problem explaining things. They also don't have a problem listening. Okay, open your motherfucking ears and listen. (laughs) The fuck? (laughs) Yeah, like, it's just, 
you know? So, and it's so funny now because it's like, yo, like, I see so many job postings for, like, diversity, equity, and inclusion coordinators or, you know, just... Because that, that field has had a real big boost within the last 10 years. Um, yeah. Because we're starting... Some people are getting the fuck up out of them positions. Let's be very clear. Sorry. Th- that- They're getting up out of them because mm-hmm. the institution or the department is just so trash. It's like, how am I trying to do this work? But y'all are pushing me 10 steps back. Like, I've, I'll be hiring too if people have been, been leaving my institutions and, and going here and there. Like, uh-uh. Uh-uh. I can't. Mm-mm. Yeah, and it's like, okay, well, I'm doing this work. Like, why do I need to do this work if I'm not actually going to be given the resources that I need to do this work? You're not giving me the resources that I need. You're not coming with me, meeting me halfway. You know, it's like, why do I even want to continue to do work like this if I'm not really going to have the resources that I need to make these things happen in my spaces? Because they think that we have to find our own resources because we've been doing it for so long. That's why they hire us in these positions. That Great. You're, you're supposed to hire us because we, we, we can give you what we need to give you so that you can make this better, right? Mm-hmm. But, like... What resources? Like, what are, what are those? Like, why do y'all need that? Like, okay. that's what you need to? We just hired you. This is what okay. you're supposed to do. Go out and go do this work. Mm-hmm. All right, but I don't have the 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 tools. I don't I don't I don't have everything that I need to do this work. Right. Like, what what, what do you think? You you have the funding. I'm here. I'm a body, and I'm, mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But I need what I need to get this done. Oh no, mm-hmm. we can't do that. We got to find a unique way to do this. Like, right. that's why people be leaving. What are y'all giving me to do? Like exactly. nothing. I can't do none of this. And then you feel bad when you leave positions because you really, you know, made an impact on people. Like mm-hmm. you made it a, a huge impact on people. Your yeah. intentions was to come here and make an impact and to, to help. But now you got to dip out and there's still work to do in this department or, you know, this area. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. because the work environment is not inclusive enough to even <laughs> be inclusive of people who they hire to help with all of that, it's like you got to dip out of it. I mean, it's just crazy. I can go on and on because I, I I read up on like, mm-hmm. you know, higher ed stuff. I, I, I see when it comes to my email and I'm just like, Ugh. yeah. I'm looking at the areas that are hiring. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense why they're hiring. This makes sense mm-hmm. why they're hiring. It's like... But different fields for me as yeah. well. Yeah, I look mm-hmm. at the business field and stuff like that. And, you know, the medical field and everything. How a lot of positions are starting to open up in that field for diversity mm-hmm. inclusion coordinators. Because obviously, you know, doctors have been, you know, neglecting the fact that Black women have a, you know, more likely chance of dying in childbirth, during childbirth, than any other race. Um, okay. Or, or you know, that or that they don't feel as much pain when they talk about the pain that they're in mm-hmm. is is not is not as bad as as you know white women or white people, which mm-hmm. is totally stupid and untrue and unreal and 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 not scientific. Mm-hmm. So I need y'all to get back out here and do what you got to do to 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 make sure that black women are getting the proper medical needs and proper medical attention. Um, that they deserve and have okay. been and been deserved. Like, okay. come on. So we could get okay. into that too, honey. Absolutely. We definitely could get into it. Um, but you know, it's just it's it's real interesting. It's 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 always it's always gonna be real interesting when I when I think of and when I hear things um about professionalism and about the way we should carry ourselves and you know, just the way that a lot of our fields navigate and stuff like that, and how things are different, you know, for different fields. But it's just always it's always interesting. So 
Um, I think to wrap us up, um, mm-hmm. what I guess what tips would you have for someone who is who 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 is black or you know, maybe just black people? We just talk to black people, but you know, because I feel like it it's the same for all of us, regardless of where. Uh, you know, able-bodied, not able-bodied, uh, um, um, trans, gay. Like, I think it's just tough sometimes for certain Black people in certain fields just based on the historical trends in those fields. So I guess, what do you feel like folks should do to to navigate these spaces? What's the best thing that they could do? I think one is, is the, I think that really doing your research on institutions or different areas before like really getting into them um is is super super important because um that can give you like a foundation or a basis of like how that area is right where the school is what is you know the state and um local government like like what is it what is the political area like like or climate like all those different things but i also feel like we have to do that Anyway, because we we always had to do that, but just like really mm-hmm. fishing out all of the red flags, yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, um, and not the red flags of just unprofessionalism, but red flags that says I can't be black in all these other things here, or I just can't be black here because it's so mm-hmm. many different stipulations, right? Yeah, um, and then when you do get hired, making sure that you hold people accountable. When, when things come up that right. are just not right, regardless of people call it problematic, like you mm-hmm. have to bring it up if this mm-hmm. is the work that you want to do. Um, but also having that that authentic, you know, personality of like, this is who you are. You're here to help. You're here to do the thing that you need to do. But like, you know, also demanding your respect, but in such a way that is not, is not like deemable to be, okay, aggressive or Mm -hmm. super, like, just blunt, like, you know, still be assertive and, and Mm -hmm. you know, demand your respect at the end of the day. And by doing that, it's just being stern in what you say and and using your professionalism to say what you have to say so people who don't look like you can understand it in a way that is not, again, Mm -hmm. deemable as aggressive. Mm -hmm. Um, it's It's just a lot that we have to do. And it's being really, selective with the language that you use when you describe black people. Yeah. In the yeah, workplace. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I agree with that. I, 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 yeah. Me, me, me asserting is not me being aggressive. It's just me asserting myself. Absolutely. It's just me also like if I advocating especially if for you're myself. advocating, right. And especially if you're in a, a leadership position, yeah, I'm going to advocate for myself. Absolutely. What you think this is? Mm-mm. No. This this ain't that, but... This ain't that. <laughs> okay. Okay. But I love you. I love you too. Uh, um, You know, and we have a lot more things coming up. A lot more great topics that we're going to dive into. We are mm-hmm. sort of kind of halfway through season two, but not oh. really. We... We get we we getting there, but not, we get not just there. yet. We're not yeah. just yet. We got we got we got a we got a lot more to talk about. So. We sure do. We <laughs> sure do. But I love you so 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 much. I love you, love too. you so much. All right, we out. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>